Welcome to Leading Lights. You're about to hear a message from Lighthouse Church. And uh, our dear Channel Islands are also to be freed today. Jesus said that he'd come to destroy a previous kingdom and to bring in a kingdom of peace. But in this world where sin and sinful people and entities do all sorts of different things, it is necessary sometime for there to be some conflict. Listen to what he said in Matthew chapter 12. The Pharisees were saying they saw Jesus casting out demons and they said, ah, you're just you're using demons to cast out demons. And Jesus said, if Satan casts out Satan, he is divided against himself. How then will his kingdom stand? You see, Jesus had a kingdom mindset where there's a ruler. And if it's an evil ruler, he needs to be fought against and deposed. Jesus went on in verse 28 of Matthew 12 to say, but if I cast out demons by the spirit of God, surely the kingdom of God has come upon you. He says, Satan's got a kingdom, but I am coming by the Spirit of God and the kingdom of God has come upon you because I'm deposing another king. He went on to say, how can one enter a strong man's house and plunder his goods unless he first binds the strong man and then he will plunder his house? Jesus knew that his mission was to plunder the devil's house. Now, the devil didn't have the right in the beginning to rule. It wasn't his house from the beginning, but the owners of the house had given the keys. Adam and Eve had given the keys to the devil. You say to me, why is that important? And how do you know? Let me just read you one verse. It's from Luke chapter four, uh, where Jesus is being tempted right at the start of his ministry. He's about to come into the synagogue and say, the spirit of the Lord is upon me because he has anointed me to release the captives, to proclaim, proclaim the year of the Lord's favor, the, the Lord's jubilee, where prisoners are set free, where debts are canceled, where everything goes back to its rightful owner. And the devil is trying to stop him and tempt him. And in Luke 4 and verse 5, the devil took him up on a high mountain, showed him all the kingdoms of the world in a moment of time. He showed him where this king rules and this king rules and this king rules and their sub kingdoms. So that that king had delegated to maybe governors in different regions and they delegated to different authorities. He showed him all of those kingdoms, all of those rulerships of the world. And the devil said to him, all this authority I will give you and their glory for this has been delivered to me and I give it to whomever I wish. You see, the devil knew that he had been given this authority by the rightful rulers, Adam and Eve, they'd given it. And he said, I can, it's been given to me and I can give it to you, Jesus. Uh, Therefore, if you will worship me, all will be yours. You see, the devil just wanted Jesus to worship him. It's all about rulership and worship in, in the spiritual realm. And Jesus answered and said, get behind me, Satan, for it is written, you shall worship the Lord your God and him only you shall serve. This weekend is VE Day, 
or Liberation Day. I live in Jersey in the Channel Islands. Did you know that the Channel Islands were the only part of the British Isles that were occupied by the German Nazi forces during World War II? For five years, Jersey and the other Channel Islands were occupied by uh, enemy forces. And it was a very, very difficult time. And on the 8th of May and the rest of the world, we celebrate the day in 1945 when the war was ended in Europe, when uh, the German forces surrendered, when the Allied forces entered into Berlin, and that was the end of the war in Europe. There were celebrations. It's a, a day of rejoicing, Liberation Day. The following day, May the 9th in Jersey, we were liberated because there were still enemy forces, German forces here in Jersey right up until the 9th of May. And so we celebrate Liberation Day and everything that that meant. For five years in Jersey and the other Channel Islands, they had had extreme hardship, deprivation, lack of food, lack of electricity, uh, rules imposed on them. They were under a kingdom, under a, a, a regime that restricted them and subjugated them. And we celebrate that. In the earthly world, we understand that there is sometimes a need for conflict in order to bring peace. Because there is evil in the world, sometimes people have to stand up to evil, call it out, and sometimes resist it in order for there to be a change in rulership. And that is a picture of the spiritual world. In the Old Testament, we see a lot of wars. We see the Israelites going to war with other nations. But in the New Testament, the war battlefield changes to a spiritual one. And we're told that it's in our minds and our thoughts and that the devil is trying to lie to us, that we don't wrestle against flesh or blood or people or earthly things. We wrestle against powers and principalities, rulerships in the heavenly places, spiritual authorities. And what I want to do today is to go through very quickly the steps that happened in Europe, but particularly in Jersey where I live, and show you how Jesus is our liberator. And there are some beautiful, beautiful lessons for us to learn. So the occupation happened. The beginning was on the 1st of July, 1940, right at the start of the war. And I've got a story to tell you from uh, resources, the Jersey archives and the Jersey war tunnels. And I'm going to just give you a couple of personal anecdotes. So there was a lady called Anne Bright. She was only seven years old in 1940 when the occupation began. And she still remembers the stressful days for her family. Queues for tickets stretched for long distances. Hurried arrangements for leaving were made. People contacted neighbors and relatives to let them know they were leaving and had to deal with many things from safekeeping for valuables to finding somewhere for family pets. The whole family had to rapidly prepare to walk away from house and home, leaving behind their happy life and not imagining it would be for five long years. You see, the people in Jersey were given a couple of days warning. They were told just a couple of days before the invasion on the 1st of July that they could either stay and probably live under German rule for a while, or they could flee to England. And many fled and many stayed. And that is a picture of what the Bible says happened. We had to flee from Eden. The human race had to leave the home, the beautiful home that God had given us. And an, an evil dictator, the devil, came into power. 
And then there was a period of about four years. I'm going to read you a couple of these stories because they, they're so interesting. One day during the occupation, a farmer's widow living in the country went to her shed to collect potatoes for a family meal, but was startled by an intruder. A thin, dirty man appeared out of the gloom and looked at her imploringly, miming the act of eating, for he was starving. One of the many enslaved workers, he was clad in ragged clothes topped with an old army overcoat. The lady was feeling slightly nervous and she shouted at him and indicated with hand gestures that he should stay in the shed while she went to fetch a piece of bread, all that she had to spare. When she returned, he uttered thanks in his own language while stuffing the food hungrily in his mouth. With compassion, she watched him eat. Then with words he did not understand and gestures made it clear that he should go, fearful that the Germans would discover her for helping him. And a few days later, the man returned and knocked on her door. Again, she gave him a little food and he smiled at her. She was once again afraid. If discovered, she would be in serious trouble. She indicated he should leave, but he stood his ground, carefully removing a needle that he had concealed in his coat collar. Grinning, he gave it to her, the only possession he had. Then he left and she never saw him again. These years were years of extreme deprivation and difficulty. The children were forced to learn different languages. Cars had to drive on different sides of the road. There was food rationing. There was um, oppression by, by the ruling forces. And that's what the world lived under for many years, from when Adam and Eve gave away the keys to our house and home to when Jesus came. One more story. During these times, radios were outlawed, and yet a few people hid radios and they would listen to news reports to find out what was happening in the rest of the world. And an elderly rector of one of the churches in Jersey, Canon Kohu, listened to the news on the BBC, and he was unafraid. He would call out to others good news whenever there was an ally uh, victory, an allied victory. And he was arrested and imprisoned in Germany where he died in 1943. The risks of spreading the word were great, but the appetite for news from the outside world was even greater. Can you imagine? And the Bible tells us that that is the world before Jesus. Uh, it talks about darkness shall cover the earth, gross darkness, but then arise and shine for your light has come. Jesus came. I don't think we realize the difference between the Old Testament world and the New Testament. In the Old Testament, the devil ruled and reigned. It was never God's intention, but he honored and respected Adam and Eve's rulership of earth and allowed them to give it away to the devil. But he made a rescue plan. And those four years of occupation before D-Day were just like that in World War II. On the 6th of June, 1944, D-Day happened. Now, at D-Day, the Allied forces, the British, the Americans, and others landed on the shores of Normandy, and they won a victory, and they pushed back the German forces, and that was the beginning of the end of the war. It took another 11 months or so for the war to be finally ended on VE Day, but on D-Day, the power of the enemy was broken. I'm going to read you a story. Islanders could see and hear planes flying overhead and the fighting on the French coast. You see, the French coast is just a few miles from Jersey. They heard and they saw something was happening. But for 11 months, liberation remained cruelly and tantalizingly 
out of reach. It may have been the beginning of the end of the war, but it was a harrowing and drawn-out conclusion, including the longest and toughest winter imaginable. A man called Don Dolbell said, We knew it was coming through listening to the radio, and we expected that we'd be freed. We just couldn't wait. And it was during this time that something very interesting happened because the Allied forces had landed in Normandy and they had taken over most of France. And yet there were German forces still in Jersey. And what that meant was that the German forces were cut off from their supply lines, from their leaders. And while they were still pretending they were in power in Jersey, just by force of might and by deception and misinformation, actually they were cut off from their forces. And the bad result of this was that food and medical supplies and electricity even were not coming into Jersey anymore. And it was a very, very difficult time. The hardest time of the five-year occupation was that 11 months after D-Day, when the victory had begun, to Liberation Day when it was finalized. It reminds me so much of a passage in Revelation chapter 12. It says, So the great dragon was cast out, that serpent of old, called the devil and Satan, who deceives the whole world. He was cast to the earth, and his angels were cast out with him. Then I heard a loud voice saying in heaven, Now salvation and strength and the kingdom of our God and the power of his Christ have come. For the accuser of our brethren who accused them before our God day and night has been cast down. And they, that's us, overcame him by the blood of the Lamb and by the word of their testimony. And they did not love their lives to the death. Therefore rejoice, O heavens, and you who dwell in them. But woe to the inhabitants of the earth and the sea, for the devil has come down to you, having great wrath because, that he know, because he knows that he has a short time. You see, when Jesus died on the cross, Colossians 2 tells us that he did three things. Let me read it to you. Colossians 2 verse 30. And you being dead in your trans trespasses and uncircumcision of your flesh, he has made alive together with him, having forgiven all your trespasses. So that's the first thing Jesus did on the cross. He made a way for us to be forgiven and washed clean from all of our sins and all those doors that we'd opened to allow the devil to come in and do his work. We were forgiven, washed away those, those sins. Next verse, verse 14, having wiped out the handwriting of requirements that was against us, which was contrary to us, and he has taken it out of the way, having nailed it to the cross. He took away the ladder that was in place as a guideline of how perfect we have to be to get to heaven. He took away the requirements and he said, I am the perfect one. If you believe in me, you can be forgiven. But then the third thing he did, verse 15, having disarmed the principalities and powers, he made a public spectacle of them, triumphing over them in it. He took away their authority, that the devil and his demons, Jesus took away their right to subjugate us. He disarmed them. He took away their authority. And that's why when Jesus rose again and he speaks to his disciples, he said, all authority has now been given to me in heaven and on earth. Therefore, go and make disciples. And so this passage in Revelation 12 speaks about the devil being cast down out of heaven. That's not talking about the beginning in the Garden of Eden. This is talking about where Jesus died. If you read the passage, it's very clear that it's chronologically 
after Jesus that the devil is thrown out of heaven. He was allowed back in because Adam and Eve had given him the keys and now he's thrown out forever. He's come down to earth and it says that he knows that his time is short. He knows that he's got no more power. He's got no more authority. Just like those German forces in Jersey for 11 months, they knew they were cut off from, from their leaders. They knew the end was near, but they still tried to rule and impose through deception and intimidation. There were some amazing things that happened in this time. Um, the Red Cross sent a ship called the SS Vega um, from Lisbon, and it came six times to Jersey bringing food and medical supplies, and it was a lifeline. It, the first time it arrived was on the 30th of December, 1944, and it was such a difficult time for Jersey. It was cold. The electricity supply was patchy, and then at the end of January, the electricity stopped altogether. So there was five months of no electricity. Uh, food was short. Medicine was short. Uh, it was such a difficult time. The Germans knew they'd lost, but they wouldn't give up. And then on the 9th of May, the British forces arrived in Jersey. The German commander surrendered, and that is Liberation Day. That is the rejoicing day. And I want to read you what the Bible says about that liberation day. 1 Corinthians 15 verse 24. It says, Then comes the end, when he delivers the kingdom to God the Father, when he puts an end to all rule and all authority and power. <laughs> the kingdoms of this world. You know, all, all the little kingdoms. Every one of us loves to have our own little kingdom and we love to be in charge and be important. And a time is going to come when Jesus comes and he not only finishes the devils pretending to rule, but he gets rid of all of those things. And he says, I am the rightful ruler. I am the one. It says he puts an end to all rule, all authority, all power, for he must reign until he has put all his enemies under his feet. And the last enemy that will be destroyed is death. You see, we're in this in-between period, this 11 months period between D-Day and Liberation Day or VE Day, when there is still an enemy running around. He has no power. He has been disarmed, but he still lies. He still intimidates. He still tries in whatever way he can to bring us down. I was speaking to a lady recently, and she was telling me how she lived most of her life in a normal way, but then she allowed the devil to get in by believing some lies, some occult lies, and she was reading various books, and she allowed them just to get in and just to start lying to her. And then she invited more and more of them to, she, she called them guides or angels to give her messages. And eventually she called me about four years after this began, and she said, I'm being tormented. I've lost my marriage. I've, I'm I've lost my peace of mind. I, I, my life is out of control. And we were able to pray together and say, what are the lies that you've believed that we can get rid of? And what are the sins that you've committed that we can ask forgiveness for? And when we did that, we told the enemy forces to get out of her life. And she was set free and she was changed and she was no longer being tormented. And I want to tell you that that is the period that we're living in now. There is an enemy and he knows that his time is short. Rejoice, O heavens, but woe to the inhabitants of the earth, for the devil has come down to you having great wrath because he knows 
that he has a short time. And yet we have the power of God within us. We have a radio to God where he speaks to us and we can read his word. We can find out what is true and what is untrue. We have God's great commission to go and extend his kingdom. Just like Jesus did when he was on earth, he, he cast out demons and he healed people and he preached truth and he loved and forgave and provided for people. That is the commission that we've been given and we can do that. And in these days, in this short time, these 11 months between the victory being started and the final liberation day, we have a great opportunity. It says we overcome him by the blood of the lamb and by the word of our testimony. And we do not love our lives even to the death. We're still in a war. We're still in a war. You know, there were some amazing um, brave people in these periods in Jersey and in other places in World War II who at risk of their own lives fought and did things to be able to bring freedom. And if it wasn't for them, we would not have been set free. And we're so grateful to them. And so on VE Day, Liberation Day, we honor the bravery and the sacrifice of many. But I want to say to you, my dear friend, that earthly war, earthly sacrifice, earthly bravery pales into insignificance when you compare it with eternal matters. The slavery to the devil that the human race has been under, the freedom that Jesus bought for us, and the ability that we have to share this love, this good news. Let me just say one more time that it's not a kingdom of this world that we are extending. We're not trying to promote politics or trying to fight wars against human flesh and blood people. It's a spiritual war. We speak words of truth. We show acts of love. We help people and we extend God's kingdom that way. And eventually Jesus, Jesus comes back and he stands on planet Earth and he rules and reigns as the rightful ruler of the world. And in Revelation 11, it talks about that day. In verse 15, it says, And the seventh angel sounded, and there were loud voices in heaven, saying, The kingdoms of this world have now become the kingdoms of our Lord and of his Christ, and he shall reign forever and ever. Isn't that amazing? I would like to invite you to pray a prayer with me right now. Say, Lord, I've seen something today. Lord, I've understood something today. I've understood that war is necessary to depose evil and that Lord Jesus, you fought and won the war to set me free from my own sin, from the slavery to sin that's all around me and to give me life and a hope and a direction and a future. Lord, I want to confess that I have sinned and I have believed the devil's lies. But today I turn away from those things. I receive your forgiveness. I receive your power and your life. I ask you, Holy Spirit, to come into me and fill me and change me forever. And Lord, I will now be a light bearer. I will extend your kingdom. I will go wherever I can and do whatever I can, short of sinning, to extend your love and your kingdom around the world. Thanks for listening. Please visit leadinglightsnetwork.com for more resources and subscribe to our podcast on iTunes. Please consider supporting this ministry 
by making a donation on the giving page at leadinglightsnetwork.com or lighthousejersey.com.